Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It is a brand new Flyers Daily for Friday the 19th of May, 2023. Conference final rounds now underway in the NHL as the Carolina Hurricanes and Florida Panthers will do battle to get to the cup from the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. It is the Dallas Stars, and they will be taking on the Las Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see how it plays out. But in this episode last Thursday, just now eight days ago, the official word came down. Danny Briere's interim tag as the general manager was removed. He is the next GM of the Philadelphia Flyers, and the president of hockey operations was Keith Jones. Took a lot of people by surprise. Keith Jones talks about that and much more as he joins us on this episode of Flyers Daily. So we welcome him in now with his new title, the President of Hockey Operations. It is Keith Jones. Jonesy, how are you? I'm doing well, Jay. I'm sitting in Carolina getting ready to start finishing up my old job in the Eastern Conference Finals. So getting ready for that game tonight, but also uh, have eyes and ears on everything else that's going on around Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Flyers. Does it feel different doing the old job now that you have the new job? You know, it does, but it's just something that, you know, you want to do properly. You want to make sure that you, you know, finish strong for the people that have been so helpful and benefited you throughout your career. And that's really how I feel about the people that I work with, you know, Eddie Olchuk and Kenny Albert and all the guys back in the studio at TNT. It's a big family there. And uh, it's kind of the same type of culture that we want to bring you know, to the Flyers, make sure that uh, everybody feels like no matter what their job is, that they're important and that they have a big say in, in uh, how we progress and get this thing headed back in the right direction. Jones, let's talk about your jobs, because I, I can't imagine that had Ange, Angelo Cataldi still been on the radio and hearing that you were named the president. Hey, Jonesy, the president? No way. Uh, <laughs> but did you hear from Angelo? Because I, I know Ange off the air and um, I'm sure he's very proud of you. Yeah, he was uh, one of the first people that I told uh, when it was getting really close. And um, I was down to the, you know, the final few moments, uh, literally hours. uh, I let him know before anybody else. And he kept the secret, Jay, which never happens for Angela. He kept his mouth shut. (laughs) Apparently, he had talked to him. And when the rumors started coming out and and, uh, he already knew from me and he told her, I'm not saying anything till 9 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, she, <laughs> she was laughing about it a couple of days later. But, um, yeah, he was awesome about it. And, and honestly, Jay, I don't know that I'm doing this job. I, want, I know I'm not doing this job if it wasn't for Angelo and WIP giving me the opportunity to, you know, make an income, uh, be, become part of the city kind of in a different way, let people get to know me, uh, personality wise and then to do morning radio for 21 years uh, was pretty special it meant a lot to me to finish with him and you know doing the last five months of the of this year was knowing that he was retiring was was a little bit bittersweet because he was a you know just a fantastic influence on me in my career and also uh, became a very good friend so uh, he he has a lot to do with why I'm here. Al Morgani does also. He's the guy that brought me into WIP the first time ever. And then somehow I never left until Angelo left. So all good memories from that and uh, a great friendship that uh, will last forever. Jonesy, I think that, that element of your your media time here is really interesting because, you know, you do games, you're watching games, you're connecting with guys that you played with, other GMs, coaches, and all of that. 
But I think the element, you know, the, the people in Philadelphia talk about quite a bit is knowing the city and uh, sitting next to a guy like Ange and seeing what works, what doesn't work, the models that do, the way to communicate with this fan base from sitting there and talking to this fan base for 21 years is something I imagine you're going to lead on quite a bit. It is, and it's really about respect for your fan base. There, there was yep. not a day I, I walked in to, to work with Angelo that he was not yelling about something, but it was with a purpose. He, you know, it seemed like insanity at times, but it was not. He was, uh, he was very good at holding you accountable if you were in a position to, you know, relay to your loyal fans exactly what you were doing. And I think that was always his premise. He, he never let up. There's, it's, there's something to be you know, learn from that. There's something that you have to be aware of if you're in a position like I am now. It's not like certain members of the media are your enemy. It's that all members of the media are a way for you to connect with your fan base and make sure you do it as honestly as you possibly can. Um, and when things are rough, you gotta, you're going to have to take the bullets. You're going to have to take the punches. And I, I think that's something that, um, you know, he never allowed anyone to get off the hook on. And I understand that that's a big part of this job. You know, the process for you, Jonesy, I mean, you're a guy, you step off the ice, you, you step into broadcasting it, and I'm, I'm not trying to downplay how much of a grind it was for you. Cause it was a grind. You didn't get paid for a couple of years doing radio. You had to work your way up in TV up to the stature that you are now. And, and you've been grinding doing local and national for many years. But what was the process like when this became a reality that, hey, I got a shot at this? And how grueling was that process going through it step by step? Because it's not just an interview and then a second interview. It's a grind of a process. What was that part like for you to put your head down and get after it? That's really what it came down to, Jay. And it's kind of, fortunately for me, a work ethic that I established more after my playing career than during it. I probably wouldn't have had to grind it as much if I would have put my head down and skated like the title of my book when I was playing. I, I often was distracted and, you know, didn't do everything that I possibly could to, to be, you know, the best player and last a lot longer. So uh, there's a lot of lessons to be learned by that from that. The TV, you know, was not a natural thing for me. It was not something that came easily. Um, it took a lot of work and it took getting over some of the, you know, things that get in the back of your head. I was always a very critical guy of watching other people do the jobs that I ended up doing. Um, and then when I started doing them, I recognized I was not very good at it. And that was kind of eating me up inside. So I, I, I worked at it, got over, you know, certain hurdles that I had, you know, kind of built up and got better at it. And by the end, you know, was, you know, getting, you know, multiple, opportunities along the way to do you know some of the biggest games in our sport and it's a pretty cool thing but at the same time I recognize how much work I had to put in to you know develop who I was and how I broadcast a hockey game or how I spoke to the fans in studio uh, or then how I did things from ice level as well so I kind of took that same approach to the interview process and just kind of took all the things that I had learned and and went for it and didn't uh, didn't shy away from being me. And often when you start a job in television, you know, you do your first few shows and then you think you're doing okay, but you're pretty sure you're not. And then someone comes up to you and tells you, hey, uh, be yourself. And you kind of look at your, you know, in the mirror and you go, well, who who am I? 
You know, what, yeah. what, who am I? So I'll, I've established who I am now and I'm confident, you know, in my instincts and that, that just comes with experience. So I'm, I'm going to use all that to, you know, get this thing right uh, with the Flyers and, and get a team that I absolutely love, you know, back on track. Jonesy, you look at, you know, around the league, you've been doing games around the league and, you know, Flyer games all over the NHL. And you've seen the evolution of the game and the way it's changed. Um, but there are elements that that haven't changed. You know, I see teams like Florida last year, the President's Trophy winning team. And then they go into the playoffs, they lose in the second round. Bill Zito wasn't happy with that. He went out and was really bold and made a really big decision to trade two core guys. You know, a guy that was up for a heart last year in Huberto, but bring in a, a young guy like Matthew Kachuk because he felt like maybe that guy could perform better when the bacon's on the line in the playoffs. You know, there's a time to do that. You know, when you look at uh, the league right now, is it first just building a good team and then seeing what that team can do in the playoffs and then maybe having to tweak it from there to to really take it to that ultimate status of being a contender? Yeah, I, I think Tampa is probably the best example of that, Jay, when Agreed. John Torella and the Columbus Blue Jackets swept them after they had, you know, the, a Bruin-like season from this year where the – you know, the number of wins was just incredible, uh, but they were out four straight in the playoffs and then they adjusted. You know, they they changed certain elements of their team and went out and spent you know high prices as far as draft choices and and dollar amounts and adding, you know, character players into the mix. And then all that becomes contagious. Then all of a sudden your superstars, you know, start playing to a different level and you become a team. And in order to win in the playoffs and win a Stanley cup, it takes every ounce of every player on your, on your roster, not just on your team. Um, Colorado demonstrated that last year. Uh, if you watch, you know, the playoffs throughout, which obviously I've had a great view of for the last, you know, 20 something years, it's remarkable how many things have to go right for you to win. And by making sure you check all the boxes, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win like the Bruins found out this year there is a lot of things that you can do to help that put your team in a position to get there and the most important thing is being a consistent playoff team and one way you do that is you know add the appropriate pieces at the right time draft extremely well which is what we're going to have to do and then when it's time to recruit those extra parts you better have a little bit of cap space in order to do that and that's kind of the way I foresee things going in the future here. But there's a lot of teams that you can look at and try to model kind of what they did. And I do think what Tampa did is the one team that really stands out the most to me. Yeah, it's all about depth because if you don't have it in the playoffs, you're just you're dead to rights. And with a 32-team league, um, there's more players in the league. So to get good depth is is the key. I look at it, Jonesy, there, there's three areas you got to be – you can't mess up in any of them. It's the on-ice roster construction, the players fitting together with depth and with high-end talent. And then the second piece is the cultural piece in the locker room and those players fitting as pros with coaches and management and everything else. And then you have the fiscal element of the cap. It's harder to win than ever before. The task is mighty, isn't it? It, yeah, it is, especially for big market teams where they used to have the advantage of being, of course, able to yep. buy up takes you can't do that anymore so and sometimes it takes time to unwind some you know contracts that 
aren't really conducive for your team to move forward with. So those are the challenges. There's no question that they're out there. Uh, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that, you know, with John Tortorella in the position that he was in last year and really doing some of the heavy lifting as far as making, you know, some adjust adjustments in the way that our players approach the game and watching some of the younger players took steps forward is really encouraging to me. Um, there's a there's a foundation that's starting to be built, and the head coach deserves a lot of credit for that. And he's going to play a major role in what uh, the three of us are able to, you know, kind of put together here and hopefully allow us to accomplish great things in the future. Yeah, it's a collaborative approach uh, with everybody. T- tell us, everybody, real quick about Dan Hilferty because he's kind of new on the scene, Jonesy. Um, but in the way he presents himself is far different than the way Dave Scott presented himself. And Dave uh, certainly shows, or Dan rather, certainly shows a ton of passion. And, you know, he's a fan. And I think it's really important that he knows what he doesn't know as well. Tell us about Dan Helferty and what it's been like getting uh, to know him through this process and, you know, kind of working under him. You know, he has a presence about him. There's uh, something pretty cool about how he operates. And obviously he's done incredible things throughout his business career. Um, He seems like the perfect guy to lead this team back. Um, His personality just uh, exudes confidence and leadership. And he also has what appears to be the great ability to put the right pieces together in a short time. Uh, He knows the city. He has a great feel for Philadelphia, and I think he gets it. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun working for him, but we're going to be pushed and we're going to be driven. And a lot of the qualities that I think he saw in us are the things that he's going to make sure he pulls out of us and make sure that we perform you know, to a high level and, and doing what's expected of us. Uh, I think that's important. I think having Valerie Camello there, Jay, is really important as well. Uh, the things that she has done as far as, you know, getting our building in a great spot where, you know, it's up there with other arenas around the National Hockey League. The amenities and the renovations have been incredible. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, all of us do our part to work together and make sure it's a, a real team environment that kind of goes out, not just through our own building, but through the community. And people that are involved with us are going to, you know, feel pretty good about that, especially when the team starts to win. feel like a first-class operation. Um, you've known Danny for a long time, Danny Breer. Of course, he's the GM now. Uh, you've known him for a long time. You haven't, per se, worked with Danny, but you know where he is kind of philosophically on the game, and you know the way he was as a player as well. Um, you know, given no quarter, uh, Danny was a ferocious competitor. I imagine he's going to carry that same DNA into the job he's doing now as a fierce competitor and a guy that can't stand to lose. Yeah, he's got all of those qualities, and uh, there's no question that he made my job in television a lot easier when he arrived in Philadelphia. He, he, the team got yeah. better um, because he was a different style of player than what you know the Flyers had always been known for. He was a smaller, skillful player, but had you know the heart of a lion in the way that he competed and wanted to not just make himself better, but make his teammates better. I think those type of qualities are so critically important in someone that's leading, you know, your organization in so many different facets. He is a very well thought out guy. 
Uh, I've always thought that any time that we had a conversation going back over the years, uh, and we've had them, and we're having a lot more now, uh, I'm, in, I'm really impressed by the way that he sees the game, the way that he evaluates talent, uh, the way that he manages people. Uh, he's got all the qualities that you would want in a, a general manager. I think he's going to do a terrific job in that regard, and I, I have full faith that that's how those things are going to play out. Yeah, I said to people that, you know, he's such a gentleman and, and is so, you know, congenial in interviews and everything. But make no mistake, he is a killer. <laughs> he is one of those guys that is a killer when it comes to being a competitor. Um, you know, one of the things people are saying, Jones, is, oh, this offseason, first offseason for this new front office, they're going to maybe a big splash. And, you know, we look at Flyers front offices over the years, they've been very aggressive, whether it's Homer and some of the moves he made, Bob Clark prior to that, all, all through the years, it's been aggressive. A lot of those years without a salary cap when you couldn't, you know, you could just go to the, the bank account and, and drain it on whoever. Um, but when you look at th this structure, you know, there's a time to be aggressive, but that time made to be aggressive may not be right out of the gate. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Jay, but I'm not sure. Like whatever is presented to us, yep. we're going to look. You know, we're not in a position not to, you know, look at everything out there. Uh, be wide open to different opportunities and make the right choices. The decisions that we make are going to be the most, you know, critically important part of this. Our draft selection matters. I think it's great that Cutter Goche is really starting to show himself over at the World Championships. Uh, have had tremendous reports back on the way that he's performing from insiders that I know throughout the game. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we're going to rely heavily on our younger players and our draft picks as we start to, you know, move this thing forward. But there's no question that we're, you know, open for business. We are looking at all aspects of uh, our organization and we're going to do the best we can to get this thing uh, on the right track. We are asking for patience, but at the same time, our players will decide how quickly things turn around. Last thing for you, Jonesy, your office for many years has been the booth or a hotel. You're actually going to have office space now. Will you decorate the new office? Will you have some bobbleheads in there, some mementos from your career? Something from Gretz in there has got to be because, you know, you and Gretz come from Brantford, Ontario. Are you going to get the office in order or what's the deal? That, that, that's a great question, Jay. It took me a while to find the office the other day. So that, that was challenge number one. I, I had not been in the skate zone in certain areas in 20 years. Um, wow. I couldn't believe how great it looked. And it's going to look even better. We're, we're looking into more renovations here uh, coming up. And I'm pretty excited about that as well. But uh, part of those renovations will be making my office look like an office. That's for sure. Well, you have to hire like uh, somebody to come in and really help you with that because uh, the last time you were in the office, you, anytime you went to the office, you were getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Josie, congratulations. I, I really appreciate the time. And uh, I know you're finishing out the, the rest of your TNT obligations uh, with the game in Carolina tonight. Uh, best of luck. We're all cheering for you, man. Uh, so excited for you. I didn't see it coming. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh Congratulations, and we appreciate the time as always. Thanks a lot, Jay. We'll catch up soon. Keep up the great work. Thanks to the new president of Hockey Operations for the Philadelphia Flyers, Keith Jones, for joining us on this episode, and thank you for listening. Monday, it's Bill Meltzer, another Mondays with Meltzer edition. So join us then on a brand new Flyers Daily. <laughs>